Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. Welcome to the 10th season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is Education for Heart Warriors, and we have a great show for you today. Today's show is You're Never Too Old to Dream a New Dream, Education for Heart Parents, and our guest is Marta Montero. Marta Montero is a wife, special education teacher, student, blogger, and mother of two boys with special needs, Jan and Ian. Jan is 15 years old in 10th grade and has good health, but he has attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Ian is 8 years old in 3rd grade and has a complex congenital heart defect. He has had two surgeries, a Glenn and the Fontan, plus a catheterization. He currently takes aspirin and enalapril. Ian has excellent grades at school, but doesn't practice any sports. He got a call from a music institute, and he starts learning to read music and play piano this month. Ian has a good relationship with his peers and his older brother. He loves Transformers and superheroes, especially Captain America. Marta and Ian have put together a coloring book for children with heart defects, which explains the process of having a heart condition and what happens while waiting for surgery. This book is available at the Pediatric Clinic of the Cardiovascular Center in Puerto Rico, free of charge to parents, and it is all in Spanish. So welcome back to Heart to Heart with Anna Marta. My longtime listeners may remember you from Season 7 when you were on the program when we went around the world and we chatted with you from Puerto Rico, and then they had a chance to hear you as the guest host of our first and only Spanish show. I'm happy to be here again. Well, I'm so excited. Here we are doing it in English again, which I'm very <laughs> proud of you for tackling an interview in your second language, which you do beautifully. So, Marta, let's go ahead and start by talking about your education. Did you go to college right after high school? And start a semester later. Capson and start work in a supermarket. Okay. Okay. So you started school just a semester after you went to high school. And when is it that you got married? I got married in 2001. Okay. Um, was finished my degree. Oh, so you had already finished your degree. And then you decided to get married. I married a year after finished the degree. Oh, okay. So you already were working as a professional for a year before you got married. Mm -hmm. And you were working as a special education teacher at that time? 
I'm start like a elementary. So you started teacher, in elementary, okay? But I'm I change. I prefer a special education. Oh, okay. So is your degree in special education or regular education? Special education, mild disabilities. So your degree is in special education, specializing in mild disabilities. Yes. Okay. Okay. But you worked as an elementary school teacher to begin with, just in a regular classroom. Yeah, I start in a little school teaching Spanish. Oh, okay. It was a regular school, a private school. So you started your first year of teaching in elementary school, but it was in a private school, and you taught Spanish. But you always knew that you wanted to work with special children, right, Marta? Yeah. Yes. So the second year that you were teaching, did you still stay in a private school or did you move? I moved. Okay. And what kind of children did you work with? With high school students. Oh, you worked with high school students. Okay, so that was a big yeah. change for you. Yeah, yeah. But then you were working with a special population, right? Yeah, still working with special population. Okay. So, but when you first started, you were working with children who were not special education children, correct? And the first one, no. The private school are regular. Okay. And so then you were telling me during a break that you actually worked with autistic children. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So that's a big change to work with children who are on the spectrum, what we call in the United States on the spectrum. Children mm -hmm. with autism can have a wide range of disabilities. Were you working in a self-contained classroom? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that was a big difference for you. I really miss them. Do you? Yeah. You're not working with autistic children anymore? I have some students in the high school, but they are integrate because... They're integrated? Yeah. Because okay. they can be in a regular school no matter the spectrum. Right. But it's not the same. No. So is it more like you're a counselor to them now instead of teaching them all day long? No, I'm teaching them uh, Spanish and math. Okay. It's like different than the regular teacher and trying to help them to understand if they don't understand the teacher. Mm, okay, so you're teaching them coping skills. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's really, really different than what you were doing before, it sounds like. So when did you decide to start your family? How many years had you been teaching when you had Jan? I have Jan after two years of marriage. Okay. And... I don't want to have another baby because he started to present the symptoms of hyperactivity. And when I start working with the autistic children, but I understand that I maybe was better have only one. Mm -hmm. But then Jan's coming to tell us that he wants a brother. <laughs> and in other situations... In common with the disorder that he have, psychologists tell us that, yeah, it's cool that he have a brother. Mm -hmm. So we have a young. Okay, so that's why you waited such a long time, though. It sounds like you were maybe uncertain about having another child. Exactly. I want to say this, though. 
think everyone would understand that. That's close <laughs> enough to English. That's kind of cool. What is the highest level of education that you had before you had Ian? When I have Ian, I in the master degree. Okay. And your husband? What does your husband do? My husband have he studied in a institute of mechanic to、okay. learn mechanic.、Mm-hmm. But then he moved to the correctional academy. Oh, okay.、And、now he work in the correctional institution in here in Puerto Rico. Okay, wow. So that's really, really different. Yes. Okay, so you started with your bachelor's. You waited to get married until after you had your bachelor's, and then your husband was supportive of you going back and getting your master's even after you were married, and then you had Ian. Am I right? Yeah. Okay,、yeah. so don't leave yet, friends. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Marta about Ian's heart defect and how that affected her dreams of continuing her education. When we return to Heart to Heart with Anna, the most common theme that I hear is why. She always needed、uh, a lot of attention. She had strokes, even though it's a natural inclination to. Withdraw from the CHD community. I think being a part of it helped me be part of the solution. Heart to heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern. I'm Michael Lieben, and I'll be your host as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments. Home tonight, forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home tonight, forever. Back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is your never too old to dream a new dream education for heart parents, and we're here with Marta Montero, and we're talking about how even heart parents may dream of continuing their education, and how having a heart warrior may affect our ability to dream a new dream. So, Marta, we just finished talking about the timeline of events in your life, and we knew that. You already had a bachelor's. You were already working on your master's when you had Ian. And I know that my husband had a bachelor's degree before we had Alexander, but he always knew he wanted to continue his education. And then having a heart warrior kind of put our entire lives on hold. And for four years, we were just focused on helping Alex to get through his surgeries and deal with having a child with a critical congenital heart defect. But then, after four years, my husband went back to school. So, why don't you tell us how it is that you had your dream and how you were able to continue your dream even after Ian was born? The first year, the doctors always talking about the surgeries and surgeries, and he need the medications. Like he needs more eyes in him. Additional, no one's feel. With the emotional support to take care of him, for example,、mm-hmm. my mother, 
mm-hmm. don't want to take care of him. So I don't have someone to help me to take care of him, but I can come back to continue studying. So that's really the obstacles that I have to continue my education. Right. So had you finished your master's degree before Ian had his first surgery? Well, I want to continue an extra credits in preschool, but I think I prefer to finish the master's degree. So I have him in March, and I have my master in June. Oh, wow. Okay. So you were working on your master's degree, pregnant, and then having your child go through his first surgery. Yeah. Wow. Did you know while you were pregnant that you would have a son with a congenital heart defect? No. No. So you found out after? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that was a lot to deal with. It was enough to know that you were having a baby, but then to find out that you had a baby with a heart defect, how soon were they able to identify that he had a heart defect? The second day. Oh, wow. So you were still in the hospital? Yeah. Okay. After two days, the doctors identified that Ian had a heart defect. What was the name of his heart defect? At that moment, they say he had a septal defect. Okay. So he had a septal defect, which means a hole in the heart. Yeah. But at that moment, that what he said. Okay. I have a feeling things changed. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, very, very changed. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine so. So he's two days old. They said, oh, my goodness, we heard something in Ian, and we think he has a hole in his heart. Uh-huh. They told that. And then did they let you go home? No, they say that Ian needs to go to the cardiovascular center, Okay. rush, mm-hmm. emergency, mm-hmm. because they think that maybe he needs his first surgery soon. Okay. But... That's not happened. That's not what happened. What happened? They look at him in the intensive care uh-huh. and put in um, antibiotics. Right. And other medications. Okay. And say that he don't need the, the surgery that rush that the doctor think. Okay. So that was good news. He didn't have to have an emergency procedure. Yes, because they say he is going to have a normal life because they are going to fix the heart. When he's born, mm-hmm. the tottering ponces say that he have a septal defect. Okay. When we move to the cardiovascular, all the doctors start to check him, change that diagnosis to AB canal. The idea was visit the AV canal. Right. Okay. But when they opened the chest, found the transposition of the gray vessels. Okay. So, wow, you've been through three different diagnoses in a matter of probably hours. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And found, two the dove, the double... Outlet right ventricle? Oh. Thank you. Yeah. And that's really hard to say. It is hard to say. <laughs> it's very hard to say. Okay. So on top of having transposition of the great vessels, he also had double outlet right ventricle? Yes. And no ventricular septal defect? 
Nope. And the atrial ventricular canal. Yes. Wow. So that's a lot of things wrong structurally with his heart. Now are they thinking that they can do a complete repair, or did they have to tell you probably not? No, they say that that was impossible because the, the right part of the heart was more little than the left. Mm-hmm. and was very difficult to fix it. Sure. That's what they say. Sure. So, basically, does he have a single ventricle heart? Does he have a Fontaine procedure? Yes. Okay, so he's a single ventricle survivor, like my son as well. And those kiddos were lucky that they're alive, thanks to the Fontaine and the other procedures, but... They're basically living with a two-chamber heart. Mm-hmm. And that's not really fixed. So that's a big change for you. Did you go back to work after you had Ian? Yes, because when I have the diagnosis, my mom quit her job. So she take care of him while I'm working. Oh, wow. That's a lot of support. And when I go out of the work, I go into her house, pick up my boy, and come to my house. At that moment, I have very support from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he has his first surgery, mm-hmm. I take uh, weeks in my work. Mm-hmm. And my husband take vacations. And we come to the hospital, be with him, and then when we come back, when we come back to Ponce, I come back to my work, and then he he's still in vacations, so he still care of the boy, and my mm-hmm. mother help him. So your mother was continuing to help you, even after he had his first surgery. Am I understanding you right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's remarkable that you had all of that support. And were you still finishing your master's at that time, Marta? When the surgery of Ian, I was finished. I, I, oh, finished, okay. I finished in June 2009, mm-hmm. and the surgery was on November. Oh, okay. So you had had time to go ahead and finish and get that behind you before you were facing that first surgery. And so was his first surgery like a bidirectional Glenn? Yeah. Okay. And so you knew you still had the Fontan. How much time was there between the first and second surgery? About three years. That's a long time. During that three years, were you still dreaming of going back to school to get your PhD? Yeah, but... I'm a little afraid about the the thesis. Your thesis. Yeah. So you are afraid of the thesis? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do a thesis. And then to know that you are going to have a child needing another open heart surgery, that's a big, scary event that you have to plan for. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So was that your biggest obstacle, knowing that you had the thesis to do? Was that the biggest obstacle you had to going back to school to get your PhD? No, that's not the bigger, no, really the bigger was 
trying to work with the syndrome of hyperactivity and deficit of Jen and still working with the situation with Jen. Right. So it's not just one child that you're focused on. It's not just your baby, but you have another child who has attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and you can't neglect him. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got Jan, you've got Ian, and you have your dream. So the biggest obstacle was really trying to juggle all of that in your life. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, I think that would be a tremendous struggling act. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to find out how did Marta do it? (laughs) I'm sure you all want to know, because I want to know, how is she doing it? We'll take this quick break and come back and see what advice Marta has about you finding your dream and dreaming your dream even after you have a child with a chronic illness. We'll be right back. When I saw so many of these CHG groups growing, I found family just ready to join me. Anyone who is a member of the adult congenital heart defect community can be a guest on our show. We have a great year planned and we look forward to sharing other interesting topics. Heart to Heart with Nicole and David, serving the ACHD community, Wednesdays at noon Eastern. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is your never too old to dream a new dream, education for heart parents. And I have so enjoyed talking with Marta about her journey. Wow, it's been quite a journey having two children with special needs, especially one child who's a single ventricle warrior. But on top of that, having an older son who has his own special needs, with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So that's a lot to deal with. And I'm wondering, Marta, how did you do it? What did you and your husband decide on to allow you to continue to dream your dream in spite of having to work with these two children who had such heavy demands on your time? He always support the part of continuous student. He always say, you can come back. I don't have any problem. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, they say, that you hear that sound of Dr. Montero? <laughs> oh, yes. So he's already envisioning you a doctor because you've got your PhD. I love it. So, yes, do you hear that sound, Dr. Montero? I love it. Okay. And so he's already ahead of you. He's got you with your degree already, doesn't he? He's already envisioning it for you. I love that. Having that kind (laughs) of support must be tremendous, but also a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. So what advice do you have for parents like you who have a dream? You want to be Dr. Montero. It's going to happen. But having to deal with so many other things in your life. You're working full time. You have two children who need your attention full time. You have other family members in the community that I'm sure you want to spend time with your mom and other family members too. 
especially this wonderful husband. How do you juggle all of it? I only think that I need to do this to bring my boys and my family to be okay. I learned that I need to still learning if I want to grow and have teaching my, my boys the importance of continual learning. Mm-hmm. That, like you say, we never all to, to study and we never all to continue doing something good. Right, right. So you're showing them how you value education by going back to school yourself, by being in school yourself. That's a beautiful role model for your children. I expect that they appreciate. <laughs> I should think they do appreciate having you showing them. And you know how hard it is. You still have to do laundry. You still have to go shopping and do cooking <laughs> and all of the other things that moms do. So they can't really complain about their homework, can they? <laughs> <laughs> you have way more homework than they do. And so are they good students because of that? You had said in your bio that Jam was a good student and that Ian was a good student, despite the fact that they had their challenges. Do you think it's because of the good example that you're setting for the boys that they work so hard at school themselves? I don't know. <laughs> you're being too humble. <laughs> I love that about you. I do. But I have a feeling that I answered my own question. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're good students because they watch their mom and they see all the wonderful things their mom is doing. And they know mom is going to be Dr. Montero before too long. How much longer do you have to work on your PhD, Marta? It's supposed to be four. Mm -hmm. I have finished one, so three. Three more left. Yes. And how old will Jan be when you finish your PhD? Jan? Yes. 18. Wow. So he'll be graduating from high school when you're getting your PhD. Yeah, I expect to finish at the same time that he finished high school. Wow. Because he really needed more help in the university. So I prefer don't be the two of us in the university at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's more difficult to... Yeah, he doesn't want to go to the same university his mom is at. I get that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's also very expensive to have two people in university at the same time. Yes. Now he still decides what he wants to study. Mm -hmm. But I know that he don't go to the same university that I go. Oh, okay. So you had said before you live in Ponce. Is the university you go to also in Ponce? Yes. And where do you think Jan will want to go? He don't decide what he wants to study, but he mm -hmm. had a little idea. Mm -hmm. And the, what he wants to study don't be in the university that I studied. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So I love it, though, that he's already planning to go to university. It doesn't even sound like there's a question in his mind. As to say, the, he don't have uh, the decide what really really he want okay he said he going he said he going to study but at this moment if if you make a, the question what do you want to study in the university maybe he said i don't know yet 
which is not uncommon. A lot of kids who are his age don't really know what they want to do with the rest of their lives. And Mm -hmm. it, it takes a certain amount of maturity to realize you can go to university and study something and it doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. But you kind of feel that pressure like it is. When you get older, like our age, then you realize people change careers. People change their dreams. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. So when you finish your PhD, will you get a different job? Will you start working at the university or will you work at a different kind of profession? Well, I would like to work in the university. That's what another dream. Mm-hmm. But I'm still working in the school, the regular school. I really like to continue writing books. Uh-huh. And trying to continue go to other places and make conference, uh-huh. something like this. Uh-huh. So you like to travel? Yes. Yes? <laughs> yes, but all the things that I say I can make in, in here too. You can make it happen in Puerto Rico? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you've already written a beautiful book, and if you all have not seen it, can you give us a title? Because my Spanish is very limited. Yes, uh, Ian y los Guerreros de Corazón. Ian and the Hearts Warriors. And so if you're looking for a book in Spanish, it's a precious book, and it does feature her heart warrior as the main character, and it explains about needing heart surgery, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I love it that your dream is to continue writing books. Do you think you'll write other books that deal with congenital heart defects? Yes. Yes. I would like to write for children mm-hmm. something like the importance to take their medications. Yes. Yes. We know that when they are children, they don't understand why it's important. Sometimes Ian questioned me, why I need to take this all days? What happens if I don't take it? Mm-hmm. I understand that the children need a book that explains that why it's important, the medications and what happened. And mm-hmm. in a beautiful words, what happens if they not take it? Right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I know my Alex used to say, Mommy, I don't need this anymore. I feel fine. <laughs> Sadly. And I used to say, but you feel fine because you take your medication. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is a difficult concept for children to understand. And I don't think that's unique to heart warriors. I think kids who have diabetes or who have ADHD who are taking medication or one of a million other kinds of birth defects or congenital defects or just acquired problems. Mm -hmm. When they feel good, they don't understand why they need to take the medication. Exactly. I think they're maybe too young to understand that it is because they take the medication that they do feel well. So I think a book like what you're talking about, if it's written in language with pictures that can help children process and understand it, I think that would be fabulous. I think too. So it sounds to me, Marta, like you are living your dream, and I love how you're doing that. So can you share one last piece of advice for heart moms and heart dads to help them to continue to live their dreams as well? Sometimes we have particularities, some kind of gift that can help with follow our dreams. 
for example, my students are about special education, but I really like to take a course about cardiovascular system. Mm -hmm. And sometimes parents maybe need to use the situation to help others. And maybe they can follow their dreams with the life situation. And maybe sometimes their dreams change a little bit, huh, Marta? That's right. <laughs> it's important to be flexible as things happen to us. I love that. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Marta. Thank you, Anna. That concludes this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today. Please come back next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern time. Until then, please find and follow our podcast on YouTube. And my YouTube channel is easily found by looking for my name, Anna Jaworski, J-A-W-O-R-S-K-I. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.